Can you stop the cavalry, ladies and gents? Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Manchester United won again, and Big Sam's West Brom face Aston Villa. It's Friday, 18th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. Fuck shake Andy! I don't even know what you're doing. I wish it was at Ian Wones for Christmas. Week till Christmas now. And it's very close. Yeah, so we can taste it. Do you not know that one, Andy? No. Give it later. That is ridiculous. If they did a drum and bass remix of it, you'd know it. <laughs> no, no, stop the cavalry. Yeah. Classic. You know it, you spoiling little <laughs> I, I've not seen Marcus this upset <laughs> for quite some time. Since when he disrespected the darkness a minute ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. Uh, Is that uh, what you're hoping for for Christmas? A darkness comeback? I think that that's inevitable. Well, he, he did do a comeback and he, he submitted a song for Eurovision and it was fantastic and he mm. got outvoted by in favour of Scooch and he stormed off when the announcement was made and we've not seen him since. <laughs> Good lad! <laughs> yeah. oh, way to go. Oh, big exit. Yeah. Scooch? Is that... Scoocher! No, no it, it, was, it was like a weird comedy cartoon. Uh-huh. They all dressed as cabin crew. And did like a really gimmicky song, and it obviously oh, got like nothing. That's no point. right. That's anyway, right. anyway, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is it is Friday. It is Friday, and because we live in the modern era, we had Premier League football on Thursday night. I never thought I'd live to see the day. I wish I didn't. Thursday was always that day where when when the cup winners' cup fell by the wayside, it was kind of like that was the day. Obviously, Europa League. Take a take breath. Over. Yeah, sacred. Yes, mm-hmm. take a breath. Yes, exactly. But, but you can't uh, because you, we're through the looking glass now. You, you cannot breathe for a moment, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. with this Premier League season. And uh, Dean Henderson was back at his old club and made a rather big error, an early error against his his former side, which he would have been very disappointed with. Luke Moore. It was so slow. Mm. It's like it happened in slow motion. Yeah, it, it was w- like getting a, a non-professional athlete to try and kick the ball away. Do you think he thought, McGoldrick's running at me? Why, mate? You, we're on the yeah. same team. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe <laughs> subconsciously he did think that. Would that be the most unprofessional thing, Andy, if you thought you were playing for the opposition? <laughs> well, it, it did. That, that sort of lack of concentration did sort of imply... Is that is that Dave from the kitchens over there that I can see? <laughs> yeah. Stand? God, how, how's his family getting on? Yeah, yeah it could be that. <laughs> I, I felt that... Um, you know, Sheffield United. So as Ali McCoy, who I hope we come on to. Oh yeah, because you know I just love listening to him. We all do. A legend in the game, <clears throat> really enjoyable. Him just the John best champion. Co- yeah, just one a- of the. But but I like John Champion. He's mm. John Champion is fine. I've got no beef with John Champion. Mm. Their relationship is good. Yeah. But for me, Ali McCoy is the best co-commentator out there. Mm. Um. So I, and, and Ali McCoy did say a couple of times, I think, that he felt, or a lot of people have felt, that Sheffield United overachieved last season mm-hmm. and are now underachieving this season. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the, the the XG, which is extrapolated across a number of games, which is where it's most useful as a stat, is is would suggest that. Mm. However, last night they. They played okay, but I still don't see... I mean, if you look at how the two goals they scored actually came about, mm. it wasn't really much to write home about. I mean, Never mind that. I don't think you're going to win many games defending like that. No, absolutely not. And, and I know Man United's front four in that, in that, in that shape is, mm. is dangerous and yeah. threatening. But you know, if, even if you look at the second goal Sheffield United scored, Marcus, mm. it was a, it's a foul. I don't know how it's not been called as a foul. I don't know how VAR hasn't looked at that. Henderson may have thought it was a foul because the way he sort of 
didn't sort of really move for it and then picked the ball out. I think he was expecting it to be given or something, was he, to give him yeah. perhaps the benefit of the yeah, doubt? I think he probably was. The, the second goal Sheffield United score, if you watch the replay, I don't know who it is. It might be, I mean, I don't want to besmirch anyone. No, no, no. It's either, no it might have been Fleck, it might have been Egan. Someone puts a massive elbow on um, mm. a Man United defender as the ball comes. It's a, it's a blatant foul. Let's say it's Brian Dean. It, <laughs> and it wasn't given. <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't given. So, you know, other than that, I mean, I know they had quite a few shots. They're in big, big trouble. When we talked about them a few weeks ago, maybe even a month or two ago now, you thought, well, it's a bit early to say whether they're in big trouble. No, they feel done. They're done now. They are in massive, massive They are on track to uh, finish with 2.97 points. So let's round that up to three. (laughs) Yeah, give them a a three. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think we want to be rounding down with Sheffield United (laughs) rather than rounding up. Two and a half points. Well, they've won fewer points after the first 13 games of a league season than any other team in English top flight history. history. Ever. That's not a, one of no, those Premier no, League he's going records. Back, Andy, he's going back to the 1890s. 1880s. 1880s. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I do feel Back very, when Carney was playing. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel very sorry for um, Aaron Ramsdale. Wimbledon hero, Aaron Ramsdale. He doesn't make enough saves for me. That well, is trouble. He, he, he should have done a lot better with the second one. Yeah. Uh, the, the Martial one, I thought. Have you seen but, his clean sheet record? His clean sheet record is obscene. Well, and also with Rashford, I mean, is there one this season? He's got like five clean sheets and fifty top flight appearances or something. But, but Rashford as well, though his his second goal, which was a beautiful move, goalkeeper mm. be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I do wonder with Ramsdale because, of course, he moved from Bournemouth back to Sheffield United, mm-hmm. from whence he originally came. I do wonder if he's on track to become the new Herman Hrydersson. You know, you're thinking about the player who's been relegated the mm-hmm. most times, a player who's flipped between Premier League strugglers mm. and ends up getting relegated on a number of occasions. If anyone has been relegated more than Herman Hrydersson, I would love, from the Premier League, I would love to hear about he's it. A a legend at Fr- he's a legend at Fratton Park. <clears throat> a legend. I thought Nigel Quasi had the record, but that could be old, old info. Well, maybe, that, maybe that's right, yeah. It could well do. Manchester uh, United, though, it was a better performance for them despite uh, Dean Henderson. We should give Dean a little bit of credit because, he, I mean, he made a decent save late on. I think that save was over-egged slightly. Yeah, it, it the... was because it was good for the narrative. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, he made the save and, and he recovered. The Solskjaer said about Henderson, he never went chasing the game. He didn't look for jobs. Yeah. So he's still, he's still a footballer. <laughs> I'm done here. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Who's on the bins? <laughs> no, I, I understand what Solskjaer means by that because I think there is a tendency if, if you're somebody who wants to do well and, you, mm. and you, you can start trying a bit too hard, going looking for things to do to kind of absolve yourself of your sins. Mm-hmm. And especially in his situation, where it's mm. ma- made as such a, not just him going back to Sheffield United, but yeah. the fact that he's replacing De Gea, it is, you know, a big night, capital A, capital B, capital well, N. Yeah, because Solskjaer also said, didn't he, Marcus, that mm. he'd, be, he'd have been looking forward to this for a very long time. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And Manchester United became only a third team in Premier League history, not English top far, uh, flights. We're only going back to the early 1990s here. Uh, the, fir- the third team in Premier League history to win the opening six away games of the season, Chelsea in 08-09 and Man City 2017-18. And, you know, I mean, they're not far off the top. They've got a, a game in hand, haven't they? It's so strange. It is. Because, I mean, I know they're a good counter-attacking team and everyone was saying that on the TV last night as well. And I totally understand that. And it's just when they're not expected to counter-attack, they, they, they kind of come unstuck. But it seems absolutely baffling to me mm-hmm. that they're still in the hunt, the top of the table, basically, because of the narrative around them is that Solskjaer is essentially on, you know, on, on borrowed time. No, he's not, is he? Well, he won't be, will he? Because they, no. it was for reasons that we've discussed in the past. Well, it? I mean, I know they've gone out of the Champions League. You could argue, okay, it was a, a tough group, but they'll be disappointed with that. It was a tough group, though, wasn't it? It was a tough group, though. And I mean, it was was it the start that they made to that Champions League yeah. campaign that makes us think it's a failure? 
Yeah, you're picking up nine points. It is a failure. Yeah, uh, of course it is. Of course it is. But they wouldn't be the first big side to go out in the group stage of the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Um, They're they're sixth. They're on 23 points. They have a game in hand on on everybody around there. They're a point above Chelsea and have a game in hand on them. Um, I know their goal difference is slightly um, less than some of the other sides, but that perhaps is an unnecessary detail at this stage of the season. We've praised Lampard and Chelsea Mm. about how they've turned things around. I think rightly so, but... Manchester United are above them in the table and mm. a game in hand. And if they win the game in hand, they go above Spurs in the second. So I I mean, mean, <laughs> it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. None of this season makes sense. No, but there is or a lot. no one is good. Well, depending yeah. on which way you look at it, there is a long way to go, and it is a very, very close table. As I think you mentioned earlier in the week, Marcus. It's you know, well, it's it is factually is eight points to yeah no but you pointed it out give yourself a bit of credit wow <laughs> listen you noticed it yeah no one else had you're the one who said it I said oh you lot you're thinking it's the, the season's finished yeah have a look because sometimes you say stuff that isn't true and that unsettles me can you give me an example <laughs> <laughs> like earlier when you were saying you think Sheffield you're not going to get out of this no problem <laughs> and then Fulham will be Europa League I said Sheffield actually <laughs> yeah. much to Chris Wilder's uh, yeah right chagrin yeah. yeah did you see that in the press the other day yeah when uh, a, a reporter was it Norwegian reporter yeah, yeah Lars lot, lot Simonson's but it, but it happens yeah. a lot with um, European football uh, uh, journalists they'll say things like Manchester as well mm. and Sheffield they well that, that was that was the point that he, broke, he brought up would mm. you say Manchester for Manchester United. A lot of people and do. They do. Uh, Paul yeah. Perth said no. Robinho but, uh, did. Not, not any. Oh not, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> not, not anymore since the but, uh, the, uh, the advent of City. But yeah. you know what it's like. If you go, top, but but yeah, absolutely. But if you go abroad, especially to say like Africa or Asia, a lot of people say oh, I, like, I support Manchester. Yeah, and they still mean Manchester United. Fuming. It mean it will. Ch- it'll perhaps change maybe younger generations. Spe- I don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. Would you rather have people just say Manchester and say Arsenal, or would you have them say Manchester United and Arsenal London? Well, you get those. But you get those. You get those absolute perverts on Twitter, don't you? Who pull you yeah. up for saying it's not actually Inter Milan. Yeah. It's international. Yeah. You wouldn't say Arsenal London, would you? And yes, I am looking at you, Andy Brussel. Yeah. A lot of your mates. You are say like Woolwich Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To remember their roots. But do you find going back to Chris Wilder? I, actually, I never come. <laughs> going back to Chris like Wilder, <laughs> Andy. I silently judge you. Yeah. yeah. I I fair, no, you know, I said your mate. Silently. I said your mate. Look, Andy's a big fan of Atletico Bilbao. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> but do you find? Um, do you guys find Chris Wilder? I don't know what it's like. I know a lot of people have, have hammered Amazon for their coverage. I've actually found it okay. I've not had any technical problems or anything like that, and they've they've run it in HD on, uh, and, I've, and I've been able to use mm. it. So maybe I've just got a good internet. The game's on, and you can hear Coisty. Come on, yeah, exactly. Also, buffering at key moments makes it more exciting. I think mine doesn't buffer. That's the point. I've yeah, not been able to replicate yeah. that. In, the, in the words when, of an IT support member of stuff, I haven't been able to replicate the problem. When the, pande- when the pandemic's <laughs> over, all round Luke's. But Chris Wilder <laughs> looked like. Quite frightening on yeah. XD yeah, yeah, last yeah. night because yeah. he's got a lot of quite deep lines in his face. Yeah. He looks like he's seen things mm-hmm. and he looks like he would tear a strip off you. And and he also, at this point in the season, he now looks like he's tired of doing it. Mm. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, he could, if he had a, he, if he had a military past. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Or he, even future. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it could be Chris future, Wilder's joined the army. He's like, you can't imagine the rest of the season. I mean, Nigel Pearson, I assume that's what he's done. Yeah. I mean, are we yeah. saying they're in the sort of hole now? That because you, you, to me, sounded like you were describing Joe Cocker. Maybe it's Sheffield bias there. Yeah. But I, you got I, a bit of Joe Cocker about it. I just, I just wonder if he could, like, you know, belt out a Joe Cocker number on the pitch. Oh, if, big if, time. If, if, at the end, if Sheffield United stay up. I mean, he's about as far from Phil Brown as you can possibly imagine. But I think it would be nice to make a, a nod to one of our, our favourite ones. What do you do if you've only one draw and you're struggling? Get by with a little help from his teammates or his players. 
Just, just, just remind me, because Marcus Andy's the expert here, so maybe we should just check with him. <laughs> Talking about Sheffield United um, staying up and Chris Wilder celebrating. It, what's the cutoff going to be this year? Is it like it'll be about three, four points? <laughs> because unless it's three, yeah. they're in big trouble. Big trouble. Yeah. And by the way, can I just call out Vish publicly here? Yeah, go on. Not because he's disrespected my game and disrespected the people's champion, but because... <laughs> but because if I anything, know, let's praise him for that. I, I, know he scored two, I know he scored two goals last night, but Vish said that he thinks David McGoldrick is perfectly fine yeah. and exactly, exactly what they need, blah, blah, blah. He isn't. Yeah, he, and I'm saying, that's me saying that after he scored two last night. Well, there you are. And I still feel the same way. Yeah. Well, you don't even think the second one should have counted, do you? So? I don't, no, I don't. And the first one was obviously just a proper Ian Wright. You never know what's going to happen. You're going to give him half a goal for each of those, even though it was against Manchester United? Yeah, it probably evens itself out. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, not these days, Man United, that no, doesn't. Yeah, well, Manchester United, they are playing Leeds United on the weekend. It's How exciting. Well, it is. It it's is a, exciting. It is. It is yeah. it's, a, it's a fixture that uh, we've seen many, many times over the years. Mm. We remember that lovely 4-3 at Ellen Road yeah. uh, a, a number of years ago now. You, say that, you say that, Marcus, but well, you, that know, happened. you know what? <laughs> I'm... I'm needing reminding of all these games because they're so long ago. Yeah. It's so long since Manchester United played Leeds in the Premier League. I mean, the first game, when I saw this fixture was coming up, the first game that sprung to mind for me was that one, what, 10 years ago when they were top of League One and they went to Old Trafford and and Jermaine Beckford scored. That was was the one that immediately sprung up for me. Not the the 4-3 at Ellen Road that you were talking about Mm -hmm. and that Luke circulated around our WhatsApp group. Yeah, that was one that stuck in my mind. 2002, Leeds were an interesting team then and Mm. Viduka. I think Viduka might have had a really good record against Man United from memory. He might have done. He he definitely got one or two and Man United looked like they were home and hosed at 4-1 and Leeds United brought it back it was it was always a really good fixture to look mm-hmm. forward to this this every season in the Premier League there's no love right? lost between those nah, two definitely not and there probably still isn't um, but Man United I mean I, I think it's a, obviously it's a completely different challenge playing Leeds United mm. you know you look at the type of goals that Sheffield United were able conceded last night mm-hmm. I mean Rashford's goal was so good because from a Man United point of view because it was a load of really simple things done well a good outside to in run mm-hmm. well timed good first touch good finish but from Sheffield United's point of view that's a piece of piss. You yep. shouldn't be conceding that. And then, you know, United still managed to kind of squeak past last night, even though, as we said, the second goal for Sheffield United mm. wasn't a corner and was a foul in the build-up. So, or as the ball came over. So Leeds United are a completely different proposition. Mm. And it's even though there won't be, I don't actually know if there will be any fans, will there be a few? Regardless, it's not going to be as we've expected. Can't remember in the which past. tier they're in. I yeah. think it's probably tier three. But, but anyway, but yeah. the crowd were always massive in those types yeah. of games. Yeah, there are no fans league. in this game. They're, right, they okay. are in tier three, I believe. Okay. Uh, the last Premier League meeting was uh, in two thousand and four, I think. But the last game they played was in two thousand and eleven, which was uh, a League Cup game. Mm. Just certain Paul Pogba played the second half. Very nice. That day. Um, but excellent t- Pogs at Sheffield United, by the way. Excellent yes. Pogs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Solskjaer sums it all up when, uh, with regards to playing Leeds when he said, we have been waiting for years. Yeah. Menacing. And Solskjaer scored in that 4-3. You might have actually got two. I think he did a textbook Solskjaer and got two in like two minutes. He did, yeah. And, and I should say that last night on the Amazon coverage, mm. Roberto Martinez yeah. said something amazing. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. When he was asked about how Sheffield United need to kind of pick themselves up and, and finally win a game. They just mm. need to get over that hump. And Martinez says, yeah, they really need to get the monkey out of the bag. Lovely. I've never heard that before. Lovely. That's good. <laughs> Mixing two metaphors, which yeah. we very much appreciate. Absolutely. Uh, Aston Villa drew nil-nil with Burnley, a less entertaining game, of course, despite <laughs> yeah, their... Yeah, I didn't like it. Despite their 27 shots they had Villa, El Ghazi had eight shots alone and sliced every <laughs> single one, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's funny that, because Philippe Claire put out a brilliant metaphor on... Um, 
Twitter yesterday where he was talking about um, Pogba. He was saying on a night like that, it feels like he has every club in the golf bag mm. because there's such an incredible variety of passing. Yeah. I mean, I think the only one that El Ghazi had was the sandwich, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I, I like Al Ghazi. He seems like a real character, though. Yeah, and didn't they wheel him out for the interview afterwards as well? <laughs> wheel him out. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, not, not like forty five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Villa hit the Villa hit the woodwork a couple of times as well. I think, and mm. it was yeah, it's one of those one of those things. But nil point. Um, the big story here. Come on, is um, it's a Midlands derby. Is yeah, it's a bit. No, it's, it's the fact that Big Sam is back. Oh, Blue Eyes is back. Come on, tie around, tie around the head. Dead, 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 dead. Absolutely right. It's his first game in charge. He's raring to go. He said, I'm hungrier and more determined than ever because I've rested longer than I ever wanted to rest. <laughs> oh, this is um, this is kind of superhero stuff. He, he also said the break went on so long yeah. and I had so much pent up energy and this is where I can expend that. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> What is he planning? What is he planning? I think he's going to come out to that Calvin Harris and Rihanna song, isn't he? I mean, that's pretty out of, clear. Out of a helicopter. <laughs> like, like the Queen and James Bond at the 22 <laughs> Olympic opening ceremony. Big Sam slamming into the centre circle. <laughs> cigar on. Or, cigar on. Yeah, cigar on. Like at the end of Free Willy when the whale jumps over the, the kid. Big Sam comes flying over the stadium. And then, and then, uh, and then does this. Right. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Let's get on with a game. Imagine that. Remember when he was laughing at Chico Flores? Oh, yes. There's going to be plenty of that, surely. Oh, he can't, plenty of that. He can't believe his luck, and neither can I, quite frankly. Um, I mean, he... <laughs> He also said uh, um, he was asked if he was looking forward to facing the likes of Klopp and Guardiola and Mourinho, and he said, "I just hope I can wind them all up again. That's all I want. <laughs> wind them up again. Yeah, he's done it before. He could do it some more, Andy. Would you love a bit? I tell you what, he's flattering himself a little bit there, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. I, do you know? To be fair to Big Sam, Mourinho actually, I think once said a number of years ago that setting up teams in England, and this would probably go back to his. Well, it, yeah, because I think he was inter manager at the time, or maybe he was. What, re- Big Sam? Yeah. <laughs> um, he was inter Milan uh, <laughs> national manager. And yeah. uh, wherever he was, Marina, he was, he was talking about the differences between Italy and England and said in England, you know, at the time, a number of years ago, it, it was fairly predictable a lot of, especially the more British coaches, how they would, would line up. You know, you think they're probably mm. going to play sort of 4 4 two. There's not much tinkering going on. He said in Italy, Every game is like a game of chess sometimes. But he said one of the coaches, he found it more difficult to predict what he was going to do, and he was a little bit more tinker-heavy, was Big Sam. He said, actually... I think that's right, though. Sometimes, you know, and we all Mourinho, laugh and... Mourinho only ever says nice things about you if you're absolutely insignificant. <laughs> no, that, that is a fair point. That <laughs> is a fair point. To be, yeah. Okay. But, but, but I think both those things can be true, Andy. I think, I think we can enjoy talking about Big Sam on this show for obvious reasons, which yes. we do. But I don't think it is accurate to say that... Um, I mean, I think it was Vish yesterday said so that with Big Sam, you know what you're going to get. And that's probably fair because on one level, you're going to get good organisation. Mm-hmm. You're going to, They're going to play perhaps in a certain way. But what he doesn't get credit for, Big Sam, is you know, the implementation of all these quite forward thinking mm. technologies. He goes for Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit with the with the squared image. Does and, he it? Do, and he does and he and does true. and he yeah, does change right. things around. I remember well, two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. which is when Inter won the champions won the treble, is that right? Yeah, 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 Would have been that there, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um Big Sam was at Blackburn and mm. he came in after Paul Ince. And um yeah, 
nice gig if you can get it because mm-hmm. I think they won about three games yeah. but Big Sam came in and he, and he actually went on a really good run yeah. because he not just because a big fat man's walked into the studio <laughs> and got right try harder there's a bit more to it than that well, look at the way he kept Palace up that time was it well, that was a yeah. remarkable job mm-hmm. and I think it was um, who was the two players it might have been Patrick Van Arnholt and another um, Dutch player who played under Big Sam. I can't remember. They were in a car. It was a YouTube video. And they were both talking about what it was like being managed under him. And they said that, well... Was it Yara Riedeveld, maybe? I can't remember, to be okay. perfectly honest with you. But they were talking about Big Sam Allardyce. And they were saying, it's funny how, you know, if you're playing in the centre of midfield, you know, you just sort of look at the ball going over your head all the time. And, yeah. you know, he tells you to do all these really basic things like run faster and do simple jobs and all this kind of stuff. And you're a bit like, mm, this guy doesn't really know what he's talking about. And he said... But then you see the results and you yeah. see the performances. And actually yeah. he's like, oh, this stuff kind of works. Because fr- from the Netherlands, you know, again, very different country in terms of football tactics and footballing culture. And they were like, oh, to be fair to him, this is was working. And then he said, I mean, you don't see him between like, uh, you know, Monday and Thursday because he's in Dubai. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but they say, but you know, Danny Murphy and um, I think I, I think I interviewed Bobby Zamora. They both said the same thing about Hodgson. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it becomes second nature. These patterns of play. These Hodgson's very zonal, isn't he? Yeah, Whereas exactly. I think Big Sam, you would probably say there'll be a bit of that, but you probably is more man to man. Because but Andy, how I do you want to feel- see more of this? Cur- I want to see more of this show of current players mm. discussing their manager's tactics while in a car. Yeah, <laughs> I think that sounds brilliant. Be like, um, what's his name? Seinfeld. How's it uh, in January? <laughs> getting coffee. How much do you think he's going to pay for Andy Carroll? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, they had uh, Yuri Jorkaev on the cover of Lakeep magazine the other week. Oh, what a player! There and played under Big Sam. Obviously, he did yeah. All the greats did. Yeah, all the greats. All did. the greats. <laughs> Jorkaev is a great Jorkaev is a great no, yeah. but you said all the greats play on the big side <laughs> Ivan Campo yeah JJ Acosta another one yeah you know, yeah, Rivaldo Mario Jardel <laughs> yeah yeah Jardel did oh. I mean, he wasn't great at the time was no, he no. No. Yeah, yeah yeah well of course he's taken over from Slavin Bilic who once was full of praise uh, for Big Sam when he, when he got the England job in 2016 I think Sam will do well the players will respect him he's a big man he's Big Sam you see him on the television he fills the screen you are <laughs> that's a bit disrespectful you are looking for the board with the for the board with the sponsors names behind what yeah. um is it coca-cola or pepsi i can't quite see yeah. um where have they gone you can't see them <laughs> Just talking, talking about the advertising i mean the, the, the way it started he's a big man he's big sam you see him on the television he feels it's like the, the opening of some sort of yeah. 70s cop film or in something. a world <laughs> where the screen needs filling <laughs> big what? sam is here all right <laughs> it's going to be great. And it's a derby as well. Yeah. My, I don't know. We want to the... get Jack Grealish diving in front of Big Sam, right in front of the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking a, taking a dive, getting up, yeah. winning a foul, putting his socks off or whatever, and Big Sam laughing away. Oh, yeah. You know what you are? You're a meme-hungry pervert. I am. I only, re- I only really watch football for the memes now. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Pete, Donaldson, right. Pete Donaldson sends them to me. Um, listen, if you're enjoying what we do on the show today and every other day, which we hope you are, please drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. But Apple Podcasts would be the preferred platform, I would say. Mm. It'll make all of us very happy, uh, but more importantly, it will hopefully um, get other potential listeners um, to find the show a bit more easily. 
I've heard hot off the press that actually having listened to this show today, Big Sam's just given us a five-star review. <laughs> so it's good enough for Big Sam. Uh, it's good enough for you. Uh, he may have thought he was reviewing a restaurant he just popped into on the way down. Wings. Yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, we've got the five-star review and he can't take it back. So follow Big Sam's lead. Give us a five-star review. We'll love you forever. And we'll even bestow upon you the title of Friend of the Ramble. Pints of wine all round. Sheffield United pair, Sheffield United. Huh? Sheffield United pair. Sheffield United, yeah. You don't sorry. say that when you're talking to Oli Dia, Manchester. Huh? No, I don't. I don't. Sorry. That's don't, all right. Yeah. Because I respect Ollie. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway, everybody. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when he points out Sheffield United and he goes, uh. He's <laughs> a bit passive aggressive. Really, isn't it? And then go, that's all right. To be fair, Sheffield, a very important city in the history of football. Absolutely. Sheffield rules. <laughs> First football club, Andy. Yeah. Surprise you. Andy, don't. chime in with that. Come on. <laughs> Give it a programme, Andy. I'm going to chime in with this. Yes, indeed. And we have had an email from Steve Hancock. The one and only Steve Hancock. Cockles, the big cock. (laughs) He's emailed in saying, (laughs) saying, just a quick one to point out that Mikel Arteta doesn't really fit the hirsute fraud mould for me. Um, This is relating to Jim Campbell, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. referring to Mikel Arteta as a hirsute fraud rather than the thing that Pep Guardiola gets called on Twitter, which is a bald fraud, (laughs) mental. Uh, So that's the back narrative there. And Steve goes on to say, given the promising nature of his start, followed by a rapid decline, I suggest that he is perhaps just Tim Sherwood with an international baccalaureate. (laughs) (laughs) You're still fuming about me calling Lampard Tim Sherwood A-levels. I'm not fuming. And and since then, I will admit, if the trajectory's like this, Sherwood's gone even further down with some of the stuff he's been doing on Mm. TV. And Lampard's gone up. Yeah. So there has been a kind of departure, a diversion. Did you, would you prefer it if, if Luke said with, with four A-levels? Yeah. Maybe. Because that was impressive at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Very impressive. Did Sherwood, did he take Aston Villa to an FA Cup final? I think he they were might four have nil done by that. Yeah, I think he might well have done that. Yeah, mm. that's, I think that's possibly true. But what do you... Do you get anything for that? In uh, Silver medal, do you? No, it's like all the Spurs fans dishing out their own Premier League title in November. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Naughty. Naughty. Andy, you've got an email, haven't you? Yes, I do. It's from uh, John Hemming. He says, I was at St Andrews watching a Birmingham game with my dad's son years ago. Mm. We scored right on half time to go 1 0 up. As the euphoria of the goal subsided, my father pulled out a Petty Filu yogurt pot from his pocket (laughs) and proceeded to remove its lid. Baffled, I asked him if eating it with his bare hands might not be a bit messy, and considering the public setting, a humiliating task. With a satisfied grin on his face, without saying a word, he produced from his top pocket, uh, his top pocket, <laughs> his top pocket, a shiny silver teaspoon, Love which that. he held above his head for several seconds before tucking into <laughs> his well-planned half-time snack. What sort of football ground would let you bring a, a teaspoon? teaspoon in. Yeah. 
in, I, I also, in look, this is great dad behaviour. We've asked for these mm. emails. Thank you very much to John for sending it in. To me, a petty falou yogurt Delicious. is... Well, it's very delicious, mm. but it's not going to it's not going to sate you at half time at a cold football game. No, is it? no exactly. Though. Anyway, you have don't... it at the end of a burger or something. I have it. The goal went in, and he thinks, "What can make this even sweeter?" <laughs> you know, you, you have to have about five of them to have a proper snack. Yeah, I do, you, really, you want a fruit because then you don't need the the spoon, the spoon, do you? So, what does petty for Lou mean in English, Andy? Little Phil. Little Phil. <laughs> <laughs> They're made by Scolari. <laughs> Little <laughs> big Phil Scolari. That's man. it. <clears throat> I'd love to see Phil Neville eating a petty falou. I'm just having the uh, just opening it up now. Oh no, it's it's. <laughs> I've dropped it everywhere, and it looks like I've anyway. <laughs> um, on, the, on the beach, just all sandy. <laughs> Get Fizzer to do one of those eye dents after the ad break. I oh, know you're talking. Yeah, you have to turn it up a bit. There we are. There we are, ladies. <laughs> there we are. I love Fizzer. Let me tell yeah. you, I was at, I went to a quiz once, and Fizzer was the quiz Quizzer master. with Fizzer. Yeah, the Fizzer Quizzer. Big Fizz was the was the quiz master. Was he any good? With Manish, remember Manish? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I say remember him. He's still about. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Manish, that's disrespectful. I didn't mean that at all. Yeah. Fine presenter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, Phil Neville looked like the type of guy who he kind of puts his foot in it. <laughs> a lot. Do you know what I mean? He 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 kind of makes faux pas, but doesn't mean to. No, yeah, of course. He will have offend people. The heir like, to oh, Keegan. The heir to Keegan. Uh, Could be. Maybe. Well, you know when all those players were seen as the next Maradona, and no one came along for ages until Messi. <laughs> I think Phil never might be the new Keegan. No, but you I say that, but they're long shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Let's go back. And they're always in the bucket. They are. That's the problem. <laughs> Let's go back to the Premier League. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur face Leicester City this weekend. That's a fixture. It's a, th- it's a thigh rubber. Moo against Brendy. Could be a thigh rubber. Mm. It is a thigh rubber. I'd say so. Would it go full um, evolution into a barn burner on Monday? I am worried that this could be it. a boring game because both teams will be sitting off each other. Yeah, I know what you mean. Could be Waiting like for something that. to happen. Yeah, Spurs will definitely think to themselves, ah, they like to counter-attack. Well, we will counter their counter. Wow, it's getting a bit meta. It really is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Leicester, they, they're still fourth. Again, you see, Leicester, you think, wow, they've had a couple of sloppy results recently. Hmm. They've only lost, they, they, they've, they've, they've lost three in, in their last five, and yet four points off the top. And I think Leicester, are, I mean, the difference between Spurs and Leicester for me is that Leicester are obviously... Pretty inconsistent. Mm. You know, you, you're right to put, put, point out their stats, Marcus. And the thing is, they've won eight and lost five, which is kind of crazy to think that they're still in fourth position having done well, that. Well, that shows you. Yeah, yeah. Five. I mean, usually the you know sides who finish in the top sort of two or three. I mean, certainly the league leaders will will probably not lose five games all season. Well, if we're, well, if we're talking about Sheffield United perhaps getting three mm. points in total all season, if yeah. we're going to pro rata that out, you're basically saying that Leicester are going to lose 15 games this season. Mm. I mean, which is which is obviously crazy. And I agree with what Roberto Martinez said last night, actually. He only mentioned it very briefly. Mm. But he said the game between Liverpool and Spurs was of a very high quality. Yep. And I think watching that game, mm-hmm. the fine margins that were within it, you could make a decent argument, Andy, couldn't you, that Liverpool and Spurs are the two best teams in the league at the moment. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I, I still think it's a, it would be a huge feather in the cap for Spurs to win this and win this with some comfort. I think the interesting thing with Leicester, I'm not 100% sure they quite know what they are yet. Because with Spurs, they, they totally know what they are. I mean, you know, before we get onto Leicester's mint coat midfield, I, I, <laughs> I, I think Spurs midfield knows exactly what it is. It's functional. It's there to feed... Kane and Son, and that's fine. Whereas Leicester, like I said, you kind of feel that they need to 
develop and you know you, you want to see a really expansive game from them which I'm not sure is necessarily feeding their best strength especially with their best strength being Jamie Vardy also I'm sure there are Leicester fans listening to that Luke who will say well it, you know projecting forward and talking about them losing 15 games this season is a bit fanciful etc etc I think they have got an enormous chance in the Europa League going forward to at least replicate what Wolves did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you look at where they are, you look at the way they went through the groups, you look at the squad they've got, you look at the draw they've got. Who have they got? Um, Slavia Prague, I think. Okay, right. Who are, are backed by Chinese money, but still a, a, a team that you would expect Leicester to roll over. So they're looking good for the last 16 at the, at the very least. I think they can go deep into this competition. I think they're very, very suited to European competition. And there's no doubt in the quality they've got as well. So can they sustain a push for the top four and go deep into the Europa League? I think they might have to commit to one Mm. at one point, which is, you know, obviously fraught with danger. But I also think that one thing we should mention is now that we're looking at Wilfred and Didi coming back up to speed. He's a really important player for them. Mm -hmm. He's been out for a while. Really, really good. One of the the standout midfielders of that type in the league. Mm Um, obviously they were beaten badly at home by Everton, but I didn't think Indeed he played actually too badly in that game. And he's a really key part of their of their of their first eleven. And, and, and as he gets his match fitness back after that injury, he's going to be key for them as well. Mm. You mentioned about uh, Tottenham Hotspur fans giving themselves titles and awards and so on. Well, one of their players did win an award this week yeah. at the FIFA Best Awards. Yeah, It was Son Heung-min, of course, for his goal. He won the Pushkash Award for his goal against Burnley. And wasn't that a polite smile on receiving the... Uh... It was. Did he do it on Zoom? Receiving it, yeah. Did it on Zoom, yeah. Yeah, a there was a, apparently Mourinho uh, had a quite strange congratulatory video message where he looked like he's um, pissed in the back of a cab. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's nice. I, 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 can I... Uh, Are we saying in this show that all football media should be conducted from a cab? Because I have to say, I think that's a very irresponsible attitude in the current environment. I told you about the time, that story. Maybe a stretch limo. Yeah. I told you that time when someone said that they were was a journalist interviewing Big Sam uh, in a car once where they were in transit and Big Sam was being passed Werther's Originals by Sammy Lee. And, oh, yeah. And Sammy Lee, Sammy Lee uh, had his trousers down because he doesn't like, he was a bit hot and he doesn't like Oh, he's always in shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's mad. That's Werther's absolutely Originals. That's absolutely mad. It's very, very believable. Yeah. You, know, you know what? I don't really care if you've made that up. It's, no, I was, it's I, excellent. No, I was told that genuinely by... I, I, it, I, I thought you were going to say that. I was there. No, no. Were you uh, passing the world's original for Sammy Lee? On the Puskas Award, yeah. can I... Marcus, I'm probably going to Go uh, catch a bit of flack from you for this. Yeah. Yes, obviously the song goal was a brilliant goal. Mm. But those, he just ran in a straight line. No, but those types of goals. No, I'm not <sighs> going to be as. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's not my wrath. You got to worry about. Hang on a minute. Those types of goals. Is it fair to say? Just meet me halfway here. I'm not going to do the kind of you know the proper you know contrary for the sake of it, mm-hmm. trying to get a headline. Meet me halfway here and, and admit that for those types of goals to be scored, mm-hmm. the defending generally has got to be abysmal. Did you say this about Maradona's against England? No, because I hate Terry Butcher. Yeah, but there were other players he went past. I also hate Terry Fennick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other Terrys? No, not really. What about Terry Christian? But do you understand what I mean? Is it not, if, if a ball comes over and you're 30 yards out and you spank one on the volley mm. off, the, off the crossbar... Yep. That's, to me, more impressive because there doesn't need to have been any mistakes involved. Mm, but yeah, but 
The George Ware goal that he scored for me, then the famous one. Yeah. Terrible defending. It bounces off him about four times. Okay. You see, none of these goals, though. I'm not sure. I agree with you. I, yeah, you I, 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 I don't over. agree either. None of these goals. <laughs> He's fuming over there. None Andy. of these goals really benefit from analysis. What you're doing, I think, you're heading towards. You know that thing that sort of some smart asses do at Christmas, where they bring out that medical report of the, the injuries that the wet bandits would have received from Kevin in Home Alone. <laughs> I don't care. No, it's yeah, a great enough. scene. But that's fictional, isn't it? That's fictional. Yeah, but I think, I think with regards to the, the volley, I know what you mean. However, we see players who, you know, it's, it's like a boxer getting a lucky punch with a volley. Once in a while, you know, I, I see yeah. an average player with not great technique can score... That, that type of volley whereas that type of goal Son, score, son scored I, I don't think it's a great goal it's yeah, a great I, goal I agree I mean some, some of the greatest like overhead kicks mm. and strikes from range you know, people will always say spoilers will always say Wayne Rooney shinned it against Manchester City Benjamin Pavard sliced it against Argentina mm. all that sort of stuff who cares no I don't actually care I'm just saying that the defenders in that Sun goal, they, mm. they it happens all the time, not all the time, but a lot with defenders when this kind of thing starts to mm. manifest itself as the game develops. Yeah. And and the defenders seem to get into some kind of mass hypnosis, but they all just start diving in all over the place mm. and start panicking, and it makes it easier for the forward player. Mm. Well, how many times do Burnley get caught on the counter-attack? <laughs> I, mean, well, I, I can understand it. I don't want all, to take anything away from the This guy. is all futile because Andy described the uh, FIFA Best Awards as meaningless shite. Yeah. It's a misquote, but that was... Was the general thrust of what I was getting at? Well, what, what did you want to say then? Andy? I'm no, I'm not really into individual awards. It's okay. not my thing. But what I find extraordinary about these FIFA awards yes. is, even though I consider mm-hmm. individual awards in a team sport and a team mm-hmm. sport like football as being essentially meaningless, mm-hmm. the fact that Hansi Flick didn't win the best coach award really angered me. Why does that annoy you if it doesn't matter? Yeah, it doesn't. It's meaningless. Exactly. Shite, exactly. Yeah. Well, that is the question. That's how I get you in, though. At, That's how I get you at in. At the end of the season, when you vote for your rambler of the season, don't bother voting for Andy because no. he won't appreciate it. No. And it will. <laughs> Listen, mate, Marcus, with you on the mm. show, there's no way Andy's going to win. <laughs> exactly. The influence I have, the I'll people's give it to someone champion. else. <laughs> the people's champion. I'll tell you, it would be an embarrassment if you didn't win. Well, it would after be. the people's champion. It certainly would be. But one yeah, thing we should say... on you. One thing we should say, though, actually, is is, is Lucy Bronze won the gold. She was uh, voted best women's player. And I think that is a big thing, actually. First ever England player to do so, is that right? First yeah. English player to win uh, the FIFA, uh, the best FIFA... I love it, it's the it's best. It's a terrible name It's an awful well. name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but so well done her. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, well only, it was only a year and a half ago, I think, that um, that uh, England manager uh, uh, Phil Neville said oh, she's the best in the world. Did she dedicate it to Fizzer? I don't think so. Ah, uh, but well done, Robert Lewandowski. He won the best men's player, which only the second time in thirteen years Ronaldo and Messi haven't won it. Andy, big news. You're anyway. not going to get him on board, Mark. Stop. No, let's move on. Do you want to talk about? Gennaro Gattuso. Yeah, go on. There you <laughs> yeah. go. He's back and forth now. <laughs> he was uh, he was spouting off, and we love it when he does. Yeah. Uh, this was when Lorenzo Insigne was shown a straight red for descent during a, a defeat to Inter Barcelona. No, Inter uh, in midweek. Sorry. Uh, he said, "I played in Scotland and still follow Scottish football. Let me tell you, it would never happen there. Players swear at refs and tell the referees to off all the time, and nothing happened." <laughs> Yeah, that again, that's more of a that's poor on Scottish. But the football. thing is, the thing is, I understand the point he's trying to make, but he's just undermining his own argument by saying, in another country, mm. in the nineties, <clears throat> it was different. Yeah, yeah, and many, apparently many years ago. Yeah, yeah, many years ago. Yeah, um, they probably didn't understand what he was saying. Uh, he said, when I was a player in Scotland, the referee would show some common sense and understand that after a dubious penalty, a player can say. Of, and the official should pretend not to hear it's it. It's on them. It's on yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> we all know what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, I asked them how 
Howard Webb about that once. Oh, yeah. And said, why is it when if you play Saturdays or Sundays, if you you know tell a referee to f off, you get sent off straight away? And you know, fair enough. Mm. I understand that's the that's the laws. But on TV, they that, do it. It doesn't always happen on a Sunday or Saturday. No, but Maybe just just because we see it, it doesn't mean that the referee can hear it. Well, that's and it's quite kind. Of, I think. Well, you don't need to hear what Howard Webb had to say about it because Andy's already <laughs> said it. When, when you've got a full ground. I think it's quite a good get-out, isn't it, to say I didn't hear Well, that's what Howard Webb said. He said the TV um, angle will be deceptive mm. and the crowd is noisy. Mm. And I, I pushed him on it a bit and said, oh, well, look, come on. So, surely you've heard it a few times, mm. but you just can't send off five players a game or whatever. And yeah. he, he was like, no, 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 it's not that. But I, I think it was. Andy, yeah. was, it, was he... Uh, has he been the, the angriest manager this week in European football in a press conference? No, I think to be the angriest man in the press <laughs> conference, you have to have a little bit of ginger stubble that's threatening to become a beard. Andre yeah. Boas, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Go on, what happened, Andy? Talk us through it. Well, um, it was after Marseille had lost at Rennes, mm. and um, he got quite angry with a journalist from La Provence, the regional paper of, of, of Marseille, and uh, told him that he, he was going to get him. Right, you're dead. <laughs> but, but the, the, the right, inc- that's it. The that, is, just jumped that across sounds, the desk. That sounds bad enough. You said he had to be restrained. Yeah, by Ricardo Cavallo, his his assistant, who was the Safe pair of hands. Yeah, yeah, who was who was the voice of reason, yeah. which Willis Boas wasn't because he was muttering swear words in Portuguese under his <laughs> Carvalho's breath. was grabbing and, ABB. God, I used to do this for John Terry yeah, every week. Say, yeah. <laughs> this won't be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it continued a bit in the car park afterwards. Did it really? Taking it to I mean, the that, trenches. That is so League Two. Taking it to the trenches, man. Yeah. I love that. My goodness. And he, I mean, the great thing, I mean, AVB also did this when he was at Spurs and he finally snapped at Neil Ashton because Neil Ashton embarked on the most ridiculous campaign against AVB you've ever seen, mm. which was basically because AVB was like a more handsome multilingual, more successful version of himself. And Ian Ashton didn't like it, even if he didn't realise it himself. It was just subconscious. And so, and then AVB snapped at him, didn't he? Saying that he is insulting his integrity, saying that he's always, the, the press are always chasing people, you're attacking me, all this kind of, and so he's got a bit of history for it. Yeah, yeah and, but, but it is, it is on Villas Boas as well, because he famously, oh fuck, sorry, I didn't mean to touch that. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Is that chilling portent of what's to come? <laughs> Carry on, Andy. Bows well, isn't it? That was an accident. <laughs> Not a spoiler. Yeah, that was. That oh, was is it? Well, yeah, who knows? Uh, Find out in a minute. That actually uh, was played when Androvius Bows attacked me. And <laughs> I fall back. Did he hide under the yeah. table? Uh, he was... Marcus was on on the floor, t-shirt over his head, uh-huh. shouting, "I'm the people's champion!" Exactly, it's a yeah. disgrace. All I could see is a, is is a, is, is Vias Boas just going through a wall, and, yeah. uh, and that was the end of him. Yeah, won't, won't see him again, mate. Indeed, yeah. Um, is it time for four to score? I think it is. Or do you want to finish that point, Andy? No, no. not bothered. No, fine. All right, four to score. Uh, entry to Betway's four to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. That is absolutely key. And further T's and C's apply. Marcus, I believe you got one right last week. Yes. So you're back in for game one. You're back firmly on the horse. On. Are you going to stay on top of said horse mm-hmm. when you choose the first goal scorer? Between Manchester United and Leeds. I've gone Anthony Martial. Have you really? Mm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Let's see what comes out in the wash there. Uh, game number two is Sunday evening. We've sp- spoken about this game as well already. It's a uh, Big Sam's debut. West Brom v Aston Villa. 
Andy Brassall. Well, it's a given that West Brom are having a clean sheet, isn't it? Yeah. So for that reason, I've gone for Conor Gallagher. And can I just okay. say how reassuring his presence is in the West Brom midfield? For those, good... for those of us that remember West Brom in the 90s, and particularly the late 90s, you think of Richard Snakers, and just having a midfielder with like shaggy blonde locks in the West Brom midfield, it's how things should be. I think he's also got a couple of goals this season as he well. He has, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Conor Gallagher. Uh, game number three is Burnley versus Wolves, and our man Vish is up. Let's hear what he had to say. Hello, Rumblers. Now, usually in this situation, as a four-to-score regular He'd have to go for Raul Jimenez. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, with his horrendous injury, I can't pick him, and we wish him the speediest of recoveries. But in his honour, I feel feel like it's only right to pick a Wolves player. So I'm going to go with Pedro Neto. Now, I thought about Daniel Podence, and now that I've said him out loud, I wonder if he's going to come around and slap me in the face, as a lot of these answers have done over the last few weeks and months but no I'm gonna stick to my guns Pedro Neto from my first goal scorer in Burnley versus Wolves there we go we were teetering on Craig Brown territory there just name every yeah. player <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well here's hoping it's not a nothing nothing result <laughs> game number four is Chelsea v West Ham that's me it's on Monday night uh, and I've gone for Timo Werner so, yeah I think so so Anthony Martial Conor Gallagher Pedro Neto and Timo Werner are our selections for Betways 4 to score for this round of the Premier League fixtures make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply you must be aged 18 or over to gamble and make sure you do so responsibly for more information it's begambleaware.org alright then now it's time for this One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. It is indeed time for... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. (laughs) The people's champion, the lineal champion, the current world title holder, (laughs) Marcus Speller, on my right, will face off against previous champion, previous number one Mm -hmm. seed, and um, popular for the trendies. Yeah, I think You're you're the one with Marcus Mount, you're the mainstream guy, Andy is the kind of... People. Are you calling me the hipster choice? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. And how do you feel, Andy? You haven't played for a wee while, have you? A bit rusty? A bit yeah. of ring rust? Uh, a little. A okay. Little. We'll see how you get on. Class is permanent. It is, absolutely. Well, we're about to find out which of you is the, is the classier. <laughs> um, as ever in this game, to be successful, you need fire in your belly and what? Head in the freezer. There we go. Andy Brassel, fucking poor by you. <laughs> I will get this catchphrase off the ground if it kills me, all right? If I don't see people with T-shirts with that on by the end of next year, I'm going to give up. My goodness. Um, right, here we go. Andy, you get to go first because you're the challenger. Marcus, I know that'll kind of... That's fine. They're the okay. rules. They're the rules. They are the rules. We're consistent on those. Um, you know it works. No mucking around. You know I won't stand for it. No stalling, Marcus Speller. We haven't got all day. All day. Um, it is... A six-club man. Ooh, he's played okay. for six clubs. He retired in 2011. Right. He's a midfield player, and his name is Claude Makalele. Six clubs that Claude Makalele has played for. Can I have an opening bid from you, please, Mr. Brassel? Four. Four, straight off the bat. No mucking around, Marcus. Mm-hmm. 
Do you fancy five? Absolutely not. Okay, but it's Andy your plan again. I know, but I, I can't even guess. All right. Fair enough, fair I've just got to hand that over. That's a very strong start from Andy. Is that in the, is that Presuming in the, he gets it right. Is that in the slot? Would three have been in the slot for you? Uh, I think I would have had a go with three, but I was I struggle with four. I can't certainly can't do five. Great opening gambit by you then, yeah. Andy. Andy, uh, look at that. Look at the stare in that man's eyes. He, I love it. He, if he doesn't get the four, I'll be amazed. Okay, here we go. One at a time then, please. Nant. Started his career there. Celta Vigo. Played there as well. Yeah. Real Madrid. Obviously. Chelsea. Correct. So that is one to Andy Brassel. His other two clubs? Uh, of course. Nantes, he started at, went to Marseille. Mm-hmm. Vigo, Real Madrid, Chelsea ended at PSG. Paris Saint-Germain. Correct. Yeah, I had three and okay. I thought, mm, I could maybe guess a fourth, but no, it was Four's, no way. Four no was in the slot, wasn't it? It was in the slot. Yeah. Okay, Marcus, the good news is you're up first this time. Here I go. This man's played for seven clubs mm-hmm. Uh and he's a bit of a legend on the Ramble. I was surprised when his name came up, but we hadn't used him before, <laughs> actually. It's David Nugent. The big Nuge. The Nuge. Nugenio. England legend. Nugenio. Big tournament for England next summer. It's not too late. Yeah. Not too late for the Nuge. Seven uh, clubs in total, Marcus. Oof. Yeah, I'm surprised at that as well, Andy. Did you yeah. remember Andros Townsend last week? I think at 12. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Ridiculous. I'll go four. That's in the slot for me. Right in the slot. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I can go more than four. You want him to name them? Yeah. Okay. So four clubs again mm-hmm. that David Nugent has turned out for. Probably scored from as well. Mm-hmm. Scored at every club he's been at. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Okay. Confident with three. Not sure about the fourth. Uh, Portsmouth. That's correct. Leicester City. That is also correct. Preston North End. Yes, indeed. Two spells. Yeah. Um, come on. Now this is. Did he play? I feel this is ridiculous. What I'm about to say. Well, it's either way, it's entertainment. Middlesbrough. Very well done. God, blind. One all. Well played. Very good. Did he play? This is actually. Do you know what? I had two in my mind. Middlesbrough one and Tottenham Hotspur with the other. Yeah, because it was Harry Redknapp and he scored for Portsmouth against Spurs at White Hart Lane. That's what it was. And I thought, no, there's no way he played for Spurs. Berry started out at Berry. Preston North End, Portsmouth, Burnley on loan. Uh, Burnley. Leicester City. Ah, Burnley, yeah. Middlesbrough, Derby County, and then back to Preston North End. Yeah. Okay, Andy, you're up next. Uh, This player's played for five clubs. He retired just last year. Whoa. Uh, How many? Five, did you say? Yes. Um, it's John O'Shea. I trying to think of something funny to say there. Oh, I believe in John oh, no. O'Shea. Yeah. How many can you do? Three. Straight off the bat with three. Straight off the bat with three. Get him to do three. You don't want four? No, I think he's. I, think, I don't think he's got three. <laughs> All right, nice, nice stuff. It's one all. It's poised. This is a great round. Yeah. Right. Okay, so you need to name three clubs that John O'Shea has played for of the five that he turned out for in his twenty-year career. Did he play for Manchester United? <laughs> he did indeed. Two hundred and fifty-six league. Well, if he played for Manchester United, he definitely played for Sunderland. Oh, and he's got this, isn't he? Correct. Sheffield United. Afraid not, my friend. Yes, that's one to Marcus. <laughs> Straight in there. Not enough thought, in my opinion. He played for Man United. Then he went on loan to Bournemouth. I wouldn't have got that. Loan to Royal Antwerp, as a lot of them did. Yeah. Oh, they suppose yeah. It, yeah, but I still wouldn't have got that. You know, they got a plaque to Ronnie Woolwork outside. Big Ron. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sunderland, and then he ended his career at Reading. 
Oh, oh, that's interesting. Not Sheffield United, I'm afraid. So that is 2 1 to Marcus, and mm. he's up first. He's up first this I'm time. Up first. It's my serve. Um, a reminder <laughs> to both of you here. Come on. Uh, just generally, yeah. that don't forget the player that well, I name and you name as the club. They have to have played a game for them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. In any competition, of course. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But a competitive fixture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eight clubs for this next player. Marcus, if you get this, uh-huh. you've won. You've defended your title successfully. Eight clubs in total. He is Mario Balotelli. Ballo. Brussels' eyes are lit up there. <clears throat> they lit up. Can Marcus get a bid in the slot to make okay. it tough for Brussels? Eight clubs. Seven. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that is massive! I'm annoyed. Absolutely I'm an, massive. I'm annoyed. I can't do the eight though. Absolutely huge. I don't have to go for all of them, then, aren't I? You are. I've I've not really got the option. I think you're going to get all of them. I'm slightly annoyed that I'm. I think I've dropped the ball. Yeah, but so I've, I've said seven. I, that's what. I, that's what yeah, I, you'll be the seven. Yeah. I have to accept that. That seems like a lot, but I'm going to have to go for the eight. I seven th- seems like a lot, but you're bidding eight. <laughs> I just don't have an option. Okay. Well, you do. You could not believe that I've got all those yeah, seven. But I do believe you. Oh, do you? I do I believe could have you. Loved you. I do believe you. He's got yeah. faith. Mate. I don't, I don't faith. think you have, though. He's got faith. All right, Andy, so you want to do all eight. Okay. The fingers are out. Okay. Here they go. One at a time, please. Let me just get this up so I don't mess this up because people will be fuming. All right, here we go. Okay. Inter. That's correct. Milan. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. Manchester City. That's also correct. Well, I got four so far. It's four so far, yeah. Right. You see, this is this is the problem. The math. You're only halfway there. I know. Brescia. Correct. Marseille. That is also correct. That's six. This is vintage stuff. Nice. Yes. yes very it, good. So that was where I was done. They were the seven I had. Uh, this is this is getting this is memories here of Marcus Spellers, Alan Boxic. This is which is the highlight of the season so far. You need one more. Okay. Right. Push him, Luke. Yeah, I'll give it. Listen, he's, he's eight clubs. He's got seven. I'm going to give him a little bit of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like I would like an answer from you though, because if you get this wrong, it's like, it's over. I'm actually going to prepare the button just in case. Yeah, he hasn't played for Monza yet, has he? I can't give you any clues, mate, but I am going to need to hear the name of a club for you, please. Come on, Andy. What is this? Let me do it. Six seconds. Let me. <laughs> Come on. You need to give me an answer. All right, I'm going to have to say Monza, even though it's not Monza. Marcus Speller wins. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he played in Turkey, did he? No. Ah. Um, I have to say, I'm, I have to say, it was a very, very big effort. I think people will applaud you for the effort, but the, the club, you, you were right to say he's not played for Monza yet, so that wasn't the right answer. Yes. If you'd said Monza, as you just did there, you're, obviously that's why you lost. He started his career at Lumetzane. Oh, fuck the fuck off. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's the only one you missed, I'm afraid. It's Big Sam getting under the skin again. <laughs> I actually knew that. Oh dear! Did well, you, Andy? Shame. I'm sorry. Too to late. That. Too late will be the cry. Sorry to hear that. So Lubitzane <laughs> is the uh, is the uh, is the team, um, and uh, the, the final player is Gabriel Heinzer, who Ooh. which Andy you'd have gone first on. So do you want to give us a bit? He's played for eight clubs in total. Heinze. 
Four. Marcus, would you have gone bigger? I couldn't do four. Give us your four, Andy. I'm, I'm confident with three. Bit of pride. Give us your, give us your four. Uh, Manchester United, Marseille, Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah. Oh. Independiente. Ooh. That is an obvious one. You missed no. there. Real Madrid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's 4-1 to Marcus. It's Newell's old boys has already started. Ah. He ended his career there as well. Uh, Valladolid, oh, he went to. What? Sporting, he was at. PSG, Man United, Real Madrid, Marseille and Roma. Well, you do always say... Ah, Roma. Roma. Yeah. You do always say a quick game is a good game. It is. And that was a very quick game. Marcus, I tell you what, you have burnished your own reputation there How because it's. we thought to ourselves... He's got the title back off Vish. Yeah, yeah. That was a dark day for Luke's game, <laughs> Vish being the title holder. Uh, we need to test him next. Oh, and we yeah. have tested you with, uh, with, with Brassel, and you've smashed him 4-1. Yeah. So good on you. Well played. But that Valatelli one, you see, if Andy's got that first, I think you would have gone seven as well. And that would have put me... That would, I, would, I wouldn't have got the eight. Did you think you could have had seven? You know, you know no, I, was, I had the seven. He you had. I, was I, can, I can never yeah. be bothered to count through them all. So I would have said, I reckon six. Mm. Okay. And right. so, so you would have won anyway. Well, who knows, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. What we do know is that I'm the champ. and uh, That's the most important thing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. My dears, God bless you all. Uh, we're back on Monday, of course. We have shows next week for you. Even though we are in the run-up to Christmas, we never stop. No. Until we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Andy Brash. Thank you. Thank you, good listeners. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.